Welcome everyone to the Leadership Evolve podcast, where each week we look to bring on guests and discuss topics to provide knowledge and new perspectives into the modern state of leadership. Uh, We do all of this in an ultimate hope that you guys are able to extract something to help you guys lead a better life both at work and at home. My guest this week aligns with one of my biggest passions uh, for the longest time, which has been branding. Uh, I've just always been fascinated by it uh, all the way back to high school. It's actually one of the initial things that got me interested in in business overall. So I'm very lucky to have found this expert um, that I was able to ask some questions that I've always had and just someone that knows branding and its importance uh, to really be able to shed light on it. She is a brand clarity expert to be specific. Uh, She's been brand consulting, helping people and businesses position themselves to be congruent to what they truly stand for. Uh, You know, they become accountable to it and ultimately commit to walking their talk. Uh, And that's the thing with branding is it's always been misinterpreted in terms of its importance. And, you know, a lot of people think it's just a logo on a piece of paper and that's it. And so they don't put enough emphasis on it and then their business ultimately suffers. Um, She's actually uh, been in this profession for almost three decades. Uh, She's a co-founder and principal of Brand Ascension. She co-pioneered the brand DNA methodology. And in addition to that, she's done a a series of very, very um, detailed workshops and programs that are really designed not to only educate uh, people and organizations on what branding is, but to really take actionable steps uh, into accomplishing that and ultimately applying it to the overall business. Uh, She's a public speaker uh, and facilitator of corporate conferences. She's a certified trainer, um, award-winning graphic designer, um, and she's also uh, co-authored the Brand DNA Uncover Your Organization's Genetic Code for competitive advantage Um, and she's authored a a series of other articles that have been included in advertising and and branding uh, publications uh, for the last few decades so overall she she was an awesome person to talk to Um, like i said it really just allowed me to nerd out a little bit on the concept of branding but i think the one thing that you'll be able to take away from this is, is you'll really recognize that if you do start your business or even yourself right now um, and you're trying to work your way up in your career, you know, branding is so, so important to focus on. It's not something to just brush by. And if we can accomplish that for you at the end of this episode, then that's a success. So, um, you know, without further ado, everyone, please give it up for Suzanne Tullian. I'm actually really excited that I got uh, connected to you and it happened by chance, uh, but some of the greatest things in life do. Uh, But it really goes back to my love for branding uh, as I was a kid, Mm. Um, you know, specifically going into, uh, I would say up to high school, I wanted to be a doctor my whole life. But when I went into high school, I I transitioned into liking business. But what really got my interest in the business was brands. Uh, You know, I was Mm. fascinated by the idea of uh, a check mark um, in inviting uh, emotions and making someone feel some type of way, or a bitten piece of fruit makes you think about something and it's attributed to something specific. Just the idea of brands was so fascinating to me. I'm curious how you got introduced to branding and ultimately why you think it's so important. 
Gosh, um, you know, I was in the marketing and communications industry for years before I actually mm -hmm. went into the branding side. And what I mean by that is, you know, I did the logo designs, I did the the marketing campaigns, I made companies look pretty, so to speak, mm -hmm. right, externally. And so what shifted me is when I was doing a lot of corporate identity logo design work, and I realized that the client is th that that pretty picture isn't exactly what the client really needed because they they were thinking that the logo actually was their brand and what they didn't realize is that the logo is just an icon a graphic icon that represents the brand and they hadn't done the work to really begin helping themselves understand what that logo truly means and so when I realized that all I felt like I was doing as a graphic designer or marketing person was putting mm -hmm. lipstick on the pig, so to speak. And I really yeah. wanted to help them. I know it's, it's, it, I really wanted to help them beyond just putting a new coat of paint on their business. And they, so in order to do that, I had to explain to them that this was just the icon that represented that. So branding is really about the assignment of meaning to the entity, right? That they're trying to brand or get out there. Marketing is communicating that information. So you market a brand. And so when I decided to stop the marketing side of it, because all I was doing was, you know, getting their information out there when they really didn't understand who they were, they hadn't defined it yet, that my clients really needed the way to understand who they were as a brand first before we got into all that marketing and communication and, and dissemination of that information. Does that make sense, Ari? That, no, that makes perfect sense. And I go back to thinking that so many think of a brand as just that logo, as just the icon. Mm -hmm. And because they think of it like that, they usually brush past it, right? You know, they have a graphic designer design it and they say, well, you know, we're done with branding. There you go. We got our brand and we move on. How do you typically tell a business to put on the brakes, right? And what, especially business owners, you know, majority of them are so focused on the sales side of it and, and we need to get the cash and, and we're, we need to pay our bills and we need to make sure we pay our employees or whatnot. So I don't want to say I excuse them, but I understand why sometimes branding gets, you know, is an afterthought and they think, you know, we have the colors, we have the website, we're good to go, let's, let's do it. What would make you tell me as a business owner, hey, stop, Artie, you know what, take it back. This is why you need to focus on, on who you are, on that branding aspect. Oh, it's, it's really not a, a short, simple answer, but I would say that one of my favorite quotes that I use and I have in my new book, Personal Brand Clarity, and my, I wrote a book called Business Brand DNA that all talks about the, the assignment of meaning for the brand, is that marketing might get clients in the door, might get the prospect in the door, right? But it's your brand that keeps them coming back. So when you really think about it, if I'm out there spending all kinds of cash, you know, precious cash flow, especially for small businesses, in my marketing efforts, and I have not yet defined my brand, then what am I actually out there marketing? When you really think yeah. about it. What am I marketing if I haven't defined my brand's value position yet? So what happens with that, Artie, is most of the time the client ends up, the business ends up chasing the market because mm. they're just out there thinking they're, they're saying what they think the market wants to hear versus taking that value position first, like Apple did way back mm. when, and just decide 
that they're all about innovation and simplicity, right? They're going to begin to, to take that value position. And so when they became that, they identified and defined it. Now they, then they aligned to it. They really started creating differentiation in their market space. So yeah. without taking that control, with the, you know, clarity is the basis for action. So without taking the control of being clear and identifying and defining who you are as a brand, then you cannot be out there really marketing differentiation to your targeted audiences. So yeah, hopefully that's answered your question a little bit. No, it did. It, ans it answered it perfectly. And I think, you know, with, with branding people, it, it, you have to answer some tough questions in terms of who you are and what you want to represent. And I think what's amazing, you know, when you see it on display so well, and so let's just keep using Apple as the example, I think when you have those defined words, they act as a foundation. And now everything you do in the company from product design to the way you deal with your employees resonates around those words. And I think people don't realize the value of that because when you don't have those words, when you don't have those foundations, then everything you do starts feeling scrambled. And then when I look at company X, I don't know what they stand for because their products are telling me one thing, but then the way their customer services tells me something else. So That's um, yeah. <laughs> when the market gets confused over what the brand is communicating and delivering, or they might be communicating one thing and delivering something else, that's that disconnect, right? And so if we don't have trust, we cannot build, or if we don't have consistency in that, we cannot build trust, right? So trust is huge, obviously, right. in scaling a brand and building the brand tribe and creating advocacy and building out referrals. So uh, and it's as simple as having consistency and it's not consistently being late in delivery, right? It's consistently right. wowing the client or delivering on what we call the brand promise. And without that defined, you know, the, the leadership might have it defined in their brains, but generally what happens is they, they tend to think that just by their own behaviors or by their own um, philosophies and worldviews, mm -hmm. they believe everybody else is organically going to buy into that. They literally have to identify and define it and then begin mm -hmm. to tangibly align their, their culture their employees in their systems and processes within their leadership and everything else that they do within the business to walk the talk, to deliver on that promise before their employees can actually deliver on that promise. And that brand, when you talk about brand promises, you're talking about like we are defining who you are, right? From the most uh, foundational way. So to me, in my, my methodology called brand DNA, it's the mm -hmm. culmination, the promise fleshes out of the culmination of work that they do to identify and define their values, identify and define what is the style attribute of the brand. So the collective like personality characteristics mm -hmm. of the organization or the personal brand, right? Mm -hmm. And then we look at standards of performance that they set that are tied into their core values and brand style attributes. And then we look at what makes this organization or this personal brand different than their competition, different than the market space, right? Different what's, than what's presented out there already. And then when we have all of those pieces together, we can literally craft um, a brand promise that speaks to not only the internal brand promise to their employees and how they operate their systems and processes, but what they're actually promising to deliver to the end user. 
Got you. Okay. Uh, that makes perfect sense. You mentioned personal branding and uh, kind of a two-part question. What, what is it exactly? And, and again, I want you to use me, pretend I'm a business owner and I'm now focusing on branding. Okay. You've sold me on the fact that I need to focus on my branding, but I'm focusing on my business's branding. And then now you stop me and say, well, you also need to work on your personal brand. Is that, am I, do I have to completely deter from what I'm already doing from the business brand? And why is that again? What would be the importance of me now working on my personal brand on top of my business brand? Yeah, that's a great question. I really appreciate that question. I love that question because it really separates that that what people think about business brand versus that personal brand. And I want first thing I want to say to your audience is that um, every single person already has a brand out there. They already have a brand because a brand is just a set of perceptions. Right. So when you think about it, you've had a brand and you've been developing your brand since you were a baby because you're creating you've got a personality. You're mm -hmm. creating people are having perceptions of you as you're growing up and how, how you're dealing with things, what your personality is, what what we think you value based on what we know about you. So the issue becomes since I I already have a brand, the issue becomes is am I really in control of it? Have I really thought through what are those perceptions that I want others to have of me, right? And so when I get to take control of that and really map out and flesh out what those attributes are that make me me and are truly yeah. authentic to who I am, I can now be more consistent in that. I can now be more uh, authentic in that and I can leverage my distinction in that. So what happens in terms of leadership, because I know this is really, your podcast is mm -hmm. really focused on leadership. And we look at branded leadership, branded personal leadership, right? What the, all that is, is, is this conscious, strategic, and deliberate focus on creating the perceptions I want my tribe, my employees, my those who I'm leading or charged to lead to have of me. And how do I then walk the talk and deliver on that leadership style, right? Based on who I am, what can I bring about to leverage that so people know and believe in me and, and, and trust what I'm, I'm doing to lead? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it seems like so much of it comes down to awareness. You know, since we have it and it's in us, it just seems mm -hmm. like if you're simply just take a step back and look at, hey, this is what I'm about. At least that's, a, it seems like the most important step. And then being able to at least identify, okay, this is what I'm about. Maybe not do this and this, maybe do a little bit more of this and start to create this brand of, of who I am and how I want to lead and how I want to proceed. But that's simple, right? And when I see it, you think, why wouldn't every leader do this, right? In your opinion, mm -hmm. what, do you think there's a reason that for a lot of leaders, it's not clicking in terms of them being aware of this is how I'm being perceived? Um, and I guess, yeah. sorry, I don't mean to answer my own question, but now I'm thinking out loud. It, it, does it go down to ego thinking, you know what? I was this just going to say that word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just it's seems really like it, right? Word. Yeah. So how we think we, so there's this great phrase. I I have a personal brand leadership workshop. And in that workshop, there is a quote that I use all the time that says, how we believe we are perceived shapes who we become. So, and that's ego, 
right? How I yeah, believe I'm being yeah. So say it with it within the I tense. How I believe I'm being perceived shapes who I become. Shapes who I become. Ah, I like that. I like yeah, that. So the ego is at work in that space, right? Mm -hmm. But when we take control of how we want to be perceived mm -hmm. by doing that internal work, that awareness work, and really begin to identify and define when we name it. It creates more meaning for ourselves. And then, Artie, we get to really begin to take control and discern differently about the choices we make every day and how we deal with people, how we react to our external environments. And mm -hmm. we, start, we start getting less reactive and more proactive in, in sitting in the driver's seat of who we want to become. To play a little devil's advocate, it kind of sounds like when you're doing that, you could fall victim to hiding some of your true attributes and in a way not being vulnerable and trying to put this perception of this is who I am and it might deter from who you actually are. How would you say, how can you do this path of, I want to be perceived this way, but also make sure you're, you're authentic, you're vulnerable to your team and, and you're giving your whole self to your team instead of some version of yourself? Well, the version of yourself that's not authentic to who you are is unsustainable. And your, your followers, your team, your tribe will not trust it. And you mm -hmm. can tell that they start losing trust in what you're trying to accomplish, right? You can just tell that if you're having trouble um, guiding and leading your team or having followership, so to speak, then it's because they're sensing and they're knowing. We're humans. We know. We, we're right. not dumb, right? We're, it's, we know when someone's being authentic or not. So the work is exactly. about... Oh, I like that answer a lot. Yeah, breaking that down and really becoming vulnerable and doing your own personal development work so you can identify and define those attributes that so much so that you own them and you are, you, they give you goosebumps because they are so representative of who you know yourself to be and what you want to become more of. And so some of the activities in the process itself um, require that you start making these attributes tangible in your actions and behaviors. Tangible, mm -hmm. that's that key word. And, and now we've talked about saying the, the importance of it and, and why it's so keen for everyone to really focus, uh, regardless of whether you have a business or not, on, on your brand. In terms of the execution now, and, and you, I know you dive into this with your book, The Brand Clarity, you, you talk about three main ways uh, of building that brand. Uh, would you mind for us diving into those a little bit in terms of specifically, if I was going to start today on, on focusing on my personal brand or my business brand, what are some things that I should start looking at? So in, you know, outside of actually doing the work to develop your own brand, to mm -hmm. flush it out, right? That's the main mm -hmm. thing because... Those three pieces that overlay the work that you've done on your own brand require that you're clear on that. And one of them is being consistent. Consistent to what? If you haven't done the work on the attributes that make you you, then you mm -hmm. can't just be consistent to anything. You have to right. be consistent to, let's say, you're really all about transparency. You just, you've defined one of your attributes. Like I love transparency. I value it. I lean into it. 
I like others who are transparent. I want to be transparent. How do I be more transparent? Mm -hmm. How do I show up that way? That's making it tangible. The second piece was authentic. So that's an overlap, overlay to the work you've done on understanding who you are. You authentic to what? Right? Oh, just be yourself, Artie. You know, you'll be fine. Just be yourself. Well, who am I? And, and what are those attributes that make me who I am? If I haven't defined them, how can I be authentic to that? So authenticity is a tricky word because when we think we're being authentic, but we're being influenced by what's around us, right? Our external environment, the people mm -hmm. we hang out with, the networking groups or whatever, then we're not, we can't say we're being authentic because we haven't done the work to define what that, what we're authentic to. Right. And the same thing yeah. with the thing is distinction. So how do we be, are being generative? Actually, if we're talking about personal brands, the third mm -hmm. piece is being generative. And what that means is how do I, like I'm Suzanne 101 right now, right? But mm -hmm. when I begin to build out and clarify who I am as a personal brand, then mm -hmm. I can up level to 102 or 202 or 404, you know, and keep going up and up right. and up as I want to be dive into further becoming more and more of who I say I am. It yeah, kind of gets yeah. so deep. <laughs> no, I like it. And, and, you know, throughout this whole process, what I love about your methodology is, is going through those tough questions. And, and you mentioned you got to put in the work before you can be consistent because consistent to what and authentic to what. And those are, I think those are the toughest questions that a lot of leaders don't want to ask because it puts them in a vulnerable position and having to do it. But I think, God, it just seems for leaders, if you're not focusing on your personal brand, then you're missing on a big portion of it because now the way they perceive you is scrambled in contrast to your business brand. People are scrambled in the way they think about your products and services, but now your personal brand, now your leadership scrambled. And I think that's one thing that you definitely do not want a uh, scramble yeah. perception of. Already, I see a lot of emerging leaders in corporations. I do a lot of these workshops for emerging leaders, sales teams, those types of people that want to go, go into management and upper level, C-level positions. Really do a lot of work on focusing on the doing of leadership. Like, what should I do instead of the being part of leadership? And what I like to focus on is that being piece because I think it's foundational and fundamental to the outward doing piece. And if you skip over that inward piece, then all you're doing is robotic, you know, uh, maybe best practices of leaders, but everybody mm -hmm. else is doing it and it's not unique and it's not true to who you are and it probably feels fake to your team and it's unsustainable. Yeah, and to me, doing is not leadership, it's management. Uh, the being exactly. is what's leadership, right? You're, I mean, Good that's point. fine. And we all got to manage and it's the work side of it, right? Just like everything in life, there's a work, a, a sort of manual labor to it all. And, and I think with yeah. leadership, that's the management aspect of it. But those two words now uh, go, you know, hand in hand sometimes. And people, I, I believe, misuse them all the time. And, you know, they're, they're managers and they think they're leaders. And then, you know, they mix it up all and they think, well, it doesn't matter what I think of my team or how they perceive me or, you know, if I'm empathetic, if I'm vulnerable, none of that matters. I'm doing, I'm doing, you know, as a manager, I made my team close $3 million last quarter. So that makes me a good leader. And that's, I think the correlation that 
I think just needs to get shattered and, and just needs to completely not exist. And the, into the same vein, I think um, the two words that also get get mixed up are authority versus leadership. Right. Having the authority being in an authority, authoritative position versus a leadership position. And what are the nuances of each and which do you want to really step into and can you do both? Yeah. And I would say a lot of times the uh, it seems like the authoritative aspect of it sometimes will even I don't want to say it's like poisonous in a way, but it just seems like it engulfs someone's psychology to a point where they forget about being a leadership and the authoritative mm -hmm. aspect makes you take shortcuts. Right. Because mm -hmm. it's, you know, your leader and, and you have to work with an employee that is just someone that's very difficult to work with, not in terms of just being uncoachable, but just you having to work within your emotional intelligence to really approach them and make them feel safe and happy and whatnot. And then it's not working out. So the easy option, and I think a lot of us have experienced this is, hey, I'm the boss. Okay, just just get to it. Or, or no, it's not happening. And you're just putting a stop yeah. to it. How do you what do you think? Do you think that building that personal brand can avoid those situations where you get lazy and you go back to, you know what, I'm the, you know what, I'm the boss. I don't need to worry about this. I just do as I'm telling you, and I'm not going to be a leader anymore. Do you think that will help me trying to uh, step down to stoop down to that level in a way? I think it absolutely helps. I've seen it help. Um, it's uh, ex extraordinary what changes when we become more emotionally intelligent with self, right? And more aware of who we are. We, when we assign core values and define what they mean to us, I constantly am so excited to see my clients just create, all of a sudden they transition in their own vibration, in their own discernment of how they begin to operate. It's like a, a voice in the back of their head, just constantly reminding them to be more conscious, strategic, and deliberate in that set of core values. And of course, their style attributes too, when they, they give themselves permission, basically, when they identify and define those attributes up for themselves, they begin to, it's just a natural state, they begin to align to it. And that's, again, what makes it tangible for people to perceive them in different ways, but it's the discernment that shifts because they're so now conscious, more strategic and more deliberate in how they're operating. So it, it has to, it cannot not change them. Yeah. It almost. It will automatically, as you're mentioning, just, just by you sitting down and answering those tough questions about yourself and, and what you want to be known for. I think that's more than half of it right there. Uh, you've mentioned your work workshops now uh, here and there. I'm curious um, can you dive into those a little bit? How are those, you know, who are they for specifically? What, you know, what can I get out of, uh, any of those workshops that you do? So the first one I'll mention is the online course that is self-directed. It's completely self-directed and online. It's called personal brand clarity, right? It's about, it's about developing your personal brand presence and it's the entire methodology in that course. It's five modules. You take the course, it's a downloadable workbook. It has all the activities, samples, examples from clients, um, and some great insight. I'm coaching you kind of all the way through it via video. And if you're a solo professional and have not yet identified and defined your brand, not your logo now, not your logo, but what your logo means or should be, <laughs> right? 
if you haven't done that yet, you've got to dive into this so that you can really begin to create the um, the value position that you bring to the table. Because most pe- people that are in business have competitors, right? And it's no longer, right. their brand is no longer about the product when you're a solo professional. It's about how you deliver on what you deliver, right? Because I can buy your product anywhere. It's the World Wide Web. So why would I choose to work with you? How am I resonating as a prospect to what you are promising to offer? And do you deliver on it? So flushing that out in that online course is key before you begin to really begin more messaging, spending another dollar in marketing and showing up really to Mm -hmm. to live your potential through your business. The other course is corporate, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's the personal brand leadership course that I'm offering. That's getting a lot of rave reviews um, for leadership teams, sales teams. I do doing some banks now um, to really get their teams more productive, Mm -hmm. taking more ownership and account of being more accountable to their Mm -hmm. own roles that they've, they've committed to be a part of. And then I also do the brand DNA, the business brand DNA for, for companies who want to bring me in and actually flush through these attributes and build team mm-hmm. around it, build a culture around it and develop their systems and processes and their uh, communication systems and their, their culture around brand. So there's lots of ways to, to get into this or the books, mm-hmm. right? 20 bucks on Amazon right. to learn the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've done so much around it, and, and kudos to you, and and really pressing down and making sh- uh, sure how critical branding is. And I think the day and age we live now, it's become more important than ever. Just because I was talking to a buddy about this, um, you know, from sales aspect, right? We're naturally we have more people, more people. We have more companies, especially now. It's so much easier to start an organization, to start a business, right? From the legal side, the legal zooms, to building a website, I can I can create a company by the end of business today, right? And so now the competition's more than we've ever had, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like sales is just hitting. It's never hitting a dead end, but it just seems like it's plateaued in a way where you're thinking, okay, you know, however hard your inside sales team is busting their butt. And however great your sales pitches are, it's just getting harder to simply get that opportunity because now that my inbox used to have 10 unread when I'm bed, now it's 100, right? I'm sure both you and I have inboxes where we don't go through. And the same people I reach out to, they have the same issues where email is just getting becoming a pain. And you're trying to think, is there another way I can communicate to my prospects? But that just makes, in my opinion, branding and, and marketing strategically so much more important because you know, uh, and we were specifically talking about, you know, for example, if I want to buy a car right now, you know, I can spend the next three hours online reviewing specific sites, getting reviews, getting lists. I don't need to step in a, in a, in a lot and have someone sell mm-hmm. me. You know, the idea of being sold is just dissolving. So I think the branding is what is now going to make or break your organization because if you don't have it, and, and you don't have an incentive for someone that's already doing the research. They're selling themselves on it. And you're there at the right time, at the right moment with a specific message. Then I think you're losing out. And it doesn't matter if you have 100 people inside sales reps blowing them up. It's just, it seems like that part is just dying. So I, I just want us to mention too and remind uh, in this conversation that mm-hmm. a brand is is not inherently good, right? A brand is good, bad, or indifferent, right? right? The 
the thing to remember for businesses is that your business already has a brand, whether you've consciously, strategically, and deliberately built it or not, because it's just a perception. Your customers are already perceiving you in a certain way, right? If you want right. to take control of that, that is what um, the more conscious, strategic, and deliberate brands do <laughs> to, to create consistencies, to create distinction on purpose, right? On to purpose. create that value position. Yeah. And then right. the key thing about what brand consultants do in the world is they make sure, not marketing consultants, and that's often misconstrued, that mm -hmm. I'm an organizational development consultant. I go inside the business and help them build out brand. I'm not the marketing consultant that communicates the information out there. Gotcha. But if, yeah, so the key thing that consultants like me do is we go in and we challenge the organization not only to identify and define, but align to it. Mm. When they've developed that brand DNA, they have to start walking the talk, right? In order for yeah. them to begin to live it. So mm -hmm. what does that look like in HR? What does it look like in customer service? What does it look like in, in how they develop their employees every day, right? How does it look in their yeah. leadership? So aligning is the key piece that so many companies don't do Right. And they infuse their DNA into their operations. I love that. Aligning and, and branding and brand is perception. I love those. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's so true. So true. Suzanne, this is uh this has been awesome. Uh like I said, I've I've always been a big fan of branding, but it's it's uh awesome to hear from an expert such as yourself and how to legit build it out and really mapping out how important it is. And now if someone asks me why it's important, thanks to you, I can tell them specifically why instead of giving some crazy story of myself. But uh, if people want to get in touch with you, they want to maybe explore some of your uh, workshops or take a look at your books. How can they uh, do that? Yeah, so my my website has everything on it, www.brandascension.com. My online course for the solopreneur, the solo professional is personalbrandpresence.com. Go visit the landing page, check it out, see what it entails. Um, and then I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, connect with me. I just, I love doing these types of things. I love um, introducing the concept of internal brand development to corporations and to solo professionals like you. Great. I love it. Uh, I love your, I love your passion and your energy. I had a blast, honestly. Thank you so much you again for your time. Thank awesome. you. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I really, really appreciate your support. If you want to learn more, please visit leadershipev.com. If you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at rdg at leadershipev.com. That's A-R-D-I-G at leadershipev.com. Thank you and see you soon. And just ran a long distance. My girlfriend told me all I needed was persistence. Opportunity come one time, so don't miss it. I listen.